Lincoln Building. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon. Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM, bottom of the hour, our friend Dave Sproul from KASI, 1430 on the AM dial. That's where Iowa State plays in Story County. Dave will uh, join us. We will opine, obviously, on the West Virginia-Iowa State clash, 2.30 Saturday uh, for that one. Uh, In about 40 minutes, we'll give four of our listeners an opportunity to win some fabulous barbecue from our friends at Claxon's in business in Altoona for about 25 years. KlaxonBBQ.com. And then Trent and I will make our picks before we get out of here just before noon. Hello, Bama Bob. How are you? Doing great, Kenny. How are you? Doing well. Just saw during the, since Trent and I have been on the air last 10 minutes ago, we had another cancellation. Uh, Georgia Vanderbilt is now off this weekend. That was supposed to be 3 o'clock uh, tomorrow afternoon on the SEC Network. So that one is shelved. Old Miss is pausing football activities until next week. Uh, so that's where we're at is right now. Uh, hopefully there'll be no more uh, before we get to that point. So, Bama, let's uh, let's get into this. Uh, we're going to have a handful of games to opine on, and then we'll kind of move around a little bit. But I want to get your take. Trent and I have spoken a lot about it all week and just the magnitude of the game, etc. cetera. Uh, you spent some time in Central Iowa. You certainly know the lay of the land as far as what it was like at Iowa State. Uh, but here we go. The Until two weeks from now. <laughs> If they get there, and I believe they will, the most important game in Iowa State history will unfold at Jack Trice at 2.30 on Saturday afternoon, West Virginia, and a very good defense against Iowa State, Bama. Yeah, this is a fun game for me, Kenny, and, and you know, maybe my favorite one of the day, just, just you know, similar to last week with the Texas game, I thought that was just a fabulous game. Uh, I, I'm so happy for for Iowa State and their fans, and, I mean, I've been on them all year. I just... I thought all season they were the most complete team. You know, that Louisiana loss is looking pretty good right now because, you know, they've only, I think, dropped one game, and that was to Coastal, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, if not for that one, I mean, they would they would be in, you know, the playoff picture, which is, is crazy to think mm-hmm. of, of how far they've come under Matt Campbell. But I'm glad they get to finish it at home. I hope they finish. I, I do hope they see it out, but this is going to be a challenge, as you mentioned, because I think West Virginia, even though Iowa State's the most complete team, and I mean, you know, good quarterback play, you know, running the football with Hall, a great set of tight ends, probably maybe the best in the country uh, as a position group of tight ends, uh, good receivers. Uh, West Virginia might have a little bit better overall defense. They are tough. They are mm-hmm. tough to move the ball on. Um, we saw them you know, held Texas to 17 points, and uh, you know Kansas State 10, TCU six. I mean, they're they're tough, and they're a tough team to play against. But I hope they finish it off. I'm glad they get to do it at home. Yep. I think they will finish it off. It's kind of a battle on the ground. You know, if you if you really want to go, this I I think this is really kind of might be an old school game. You know, Brees Hall and 
and the you know Letty Brown, yep. who is a good back for, is. for West Virginia, and, and I just I mean the line six and a half. Uh, I, I might I might you know take the points on that one because I think this has got a you know twenty one seventeen you know twenty four twenty type of feel. I think I would definitely lean the under, which I think right now is at forty nine and a half, just because I think both these teams want to grind it out on the ground and play physical football and. And that's kind of how they're built. Um, but yeah, fun game. Really happy for Iowa State and their fans. Waited a lot, waited a lifetime mm-hmm. for this. I mean, really, I guess if you want to look at it that way. And and I really hope I hope they can finish it off with a win because I know there's a lot of scenarios that get them in. Uh, you know, other teams winning, losing. Yeah, but don't backdoor. Don't back your way into it, right? Don't backdoor. Right. Absolutely. Win tomorrow. Don't back into yeah. it. You could, and this is all you ever want as a football team as a coach as a program is like you control your destiny to get to what whatever goal you want to do in this case a big 12 championship you win you're in doesn't matter what oklahoma or texas does let them fight it out for your opponent everything else but fun game can't wait to watch it uh, and, and really happy for Iowa State and their program. Indeed, and you were right. That one loss was to Coastal, their only loss of the year. Late September, early October, if memory serves, close game. Trent, speaking of Coastal, game mm-hmm. day is going to be there. So is BYU in a game that came together very quickly after Liberty uh, had COVID issues. Uh, just your take on this one, obviously important for, it's important for college football, I think. I think this is a great addition to tomorrow's slate. Your thoughts, Trent? Oh, first of all, the way this game came together. BYU, in their future scheduling, has a game with Stanford scheduled for 2035. (laughs) Fifteen years ago, it took a couple days to get this thing put together after Liberty wasn't able to answer because of COVID happening there. As it pertains to the actual game, the baffling thing, Louisiana Lafayette, we talked a lot about them because of the Iowa State game this year. They were anticipated they were going to be good this year. BYU thought they were going to have a good team. Their schedule looked a whole lot different. Coastal Carolina was picked to finish last mm. in their division in the Sun Belt. Kind of looking through the games and going through week to week, I still am not sure how good Coastal is. They had that funky offense. It's you know, kind of a a triple option out of the shotgun. It's fun to watch, but this is a big step up against BYU. And because of that, I'm a little bit nervous that this thing could get away. And we're talking about you know, it's 42-10 in the fourth quarter and no. just everybody's off this game and the excitement goes away. That's my concern for this game because I'm pumped up for it. I, I love these goofy kind of matchups that have and big And what match time lines. did you say the kick is? 4.30? It's, it's a weird time. That's yeah. right. Yeah, weird time. On ESPNU. So that's my my one kind of lingering in the back of my mind. I hope this thing doesn't get away. Yeah, for, you're right. 4.30 ESPNU. Bama, your thoughts? Yeah, I'm. you know, listen. I love the fact that game day's here. I hate it for Liberty. I mean, I, I really do, because they were going to be there. This this was going to be, talk about Iowa State, this game was going to be the biggest one in Liberty's, you know, shorter history. I mean, you know, to be able to play a team like this that's ranked, uh, unbeaten, uh, game day, all that kind of thing. So I hate it for them, but it's 2020, the times that we live in. I think it's cool. How cool is it? That tomorrow night we've got Alabama and LSU and Baton Rouge and game days in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. <laughs> right. I, I mean, who would have thought? I, I'm I kind of you know listen. I like BYU. I love their quarterback. I'm yeah. glad they're going to get you know more of a national stage here, if you will. Um, I, I don't know that I agree with Trent 
completely on the, you know, this could get away type of thing. I remember week one watching this team against what is really a future Kansas team, let's face it. I mean, but I remember looking at that game going, Coastal looks like the power five. I mean, they were big, physical, fast, you know, much faster than Kansas. So, I mean, I just remember them having to look. I remember that sticking in my head. Look, they've beaten Louisiana. They've beaten Appalachian State. Those are two pretty good teams. Um, you know, the Sun Belt is the Sun Belt. I understand it's it's not the, the best conference in the world, but I, if they're not too hyped up, uh, and if, if, and it's a big if, they can contain Wilson, who is, I'm, I'm glad for him to finally get a shot on a big stage because he play you know, playing out West is hard enough, uh, you know, late night games, everything else. Playing as an independent is sometimes even worse. And in this environment where you're constantly just, you know, opponents are, are canceling and you're you're just, you know, you're looking for high school teams to play to get games in here. Um, I'm glad that he's finally going to get a shot. Uh, I wish, you know, too bad it's stuck on ESPNU. Um, but, you know, maybe game day will, will bring a few eyeballs to it. I like BYU in the game. I see, you know, the line's around 10. That might be about right. But I think Coastal can keep this close. Uh, at least for a while, and, and who knows, if, if things break their way, I don't know what the weather's going to be, if it's going to be rainy or anything uh, there tomorrow, that might be a little bit of a factor uh, in the game. But uh, happy for that, again, happy for a program like Coastal. And who knows, this is probably a one-and-done for them. I mean, you know, I don't know that they're building, quote-unquote, a program. Maybe they are, but, but at least for one day, one Saturday, they get game day at their place, and all the eyes uh, – you know, earlier are going to be on on them and their campus, and then you know they get a they get a name opponent, ranked opponent, uh, you know, to play against. Too bad it's not on ABC, something like that. But you know, when you're when you're building a program, you take what you can get, and it's a big thing for them. Indeed, BYU had the national spotlight. I remember all the way back on Labor Day, but there was only like a handful of games. This was the Labor Day, yeah. and I think Fowler and Herb Street did the game, if memory serves, against Navy. Didn't they? And it was a blowout. Anyways, we, we, we're going to move on. I remember the opening night, the Kansas game you're referring to, because that was kind of not much else was on other than that game. Right. And, uh, and, and you're right, jumped off the pages. So let's do, let's do a couple of games. Not the best slate of games, because I think there's going to be a lot of blowouts, and we're going to pick your brain on that coming up here. But Florida, Tennessee, Bama, I put this on the list just because nah, it's kind of one of those games, right? It's, it's, the, it's a uniform game. It's a helmet game. Uh, this game used yeah. to be a really good game. I don't think it's going to be Back this year. Back in the day. Back man. in the oh day, my. right? Spurrier and Fulmer, and a lot of your younger listeners are going to have no idea what we're talking about, but Spurrier and Fulmer really put, I mean, before there was that Nick Saban in Alabama and before there was, you know, LSU, before Nick Saban at LSU even, I mean, this this was the game in the SEC. This was it, Florida and Tennessee and Spurrier and Fulmer, and it's just fallen so far because Tennessee has fallen so far off the map. Florida's had their own struggles. Um Look, this is a this is a dangerous game, I think, for Jeremy Pruitt. There's buzz around Tennessee. You know, they they started ended last year well, started this year well. It's gone south. Um, we, we talked before about his comments about, ah, you know, the, the game wasn't that. You know, we we it was it wasn't as bad as a score. I mean, you don't ever say that as a coach. That's not what people want to hear. Um, Florida's favored by 17 and a half. If they cover that, and this is not competitive, and they win by three touchdowns. I, I would be a little bit worried if I were Jeremy Pruitt. He's he's he did sign an extension. It would cost a lot of money to get rid of him. 
Um, I don't know who else is out there. You know, they're going to dream of Urban Meyer. That's never going to happen no. at Tennessee. Um, you know, maybe a guy, you know, you know Napier at Louisiana, or you know, a guy from Coastal, or you know, who knows. Um, but this, this is, this is, it's. It's kind of like Florida State and Miami. I mean, that that back in the day nationally was the game. And, you know, 20 years ago, this was the game in the SEC, uh, and it's fallen off. But, you know, Trask is playing at a Heisman level. Uh, we all know what Pitts is. I mean, he's 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 a freak he's is what special. he is. Um, yeah, he is. Uh, you know, Garantano, this is a chance for him. He, he's really struggled. I, I admire the kid. He's tough. He's faced a lot of adversity. He's getting a lot of criticism on and off the field. Um, and when I say off, I mean from fans. Um, he's just had to face a lot. This would be a this would be a really nice way of somehow Tennessee can pull this out, which I don't think they can. Be a nice way for him to kind of, you know, have a nice little footnote to his career because right now he's just going to go down as a three year starter that didn't do anything, and that's a shame for him because I do like the kid, but um, not much hope really that this is going to be close because of the way Florida is just executing offensively and. And Tennessee's limited, and they're giving up a lot of points. They're giving up 31 points a game, and Florida scoring 43. That's not a good formula for Tennessee. Trent, last time we saw the Vols played pretty well against Auburn, had that pick six late in the third mm-hmm. quarter that really turned the tide, but had a chance to win that game. I think they're going to play better. I think Pruitt still has this team. And did you see the story during his weekly call-in show, Jerry yes. Pruitt? The guy calls in and uh, asks... It was Philip was his name. Philip, yeah. yeah. When are you going to admit you're not a ball coach and go back to Alabama? <laughs> yeah. And he responded, I he thought, did. incredibly he well. I, I think this team still... I don't think he's lost the team. 17 and a half, pretty big number here. I think the Vols... Keep it at least tighter than that. Florida's the right side. They're the better team, but it's not going to be a blowout. Yeah, they may have another quarterback, too. They played a freshman last week at the mm-hmm. end in mop-up time. Bailey's his last name, Well, so we'll see. Trent, we'll start with you. Let's go to the Big Ten for this one. Um, look, the other, with Penix going down, obviously this changes things, but the Indiana and Wisconsin, two teams at the top or towards the top of their respective divisions, uh, this going to be a good football game, Trent? I think so. The Tuttle kid actually came in and played a lot better than Penix. Penix, we loved those highlight throws against Ohio State. You know, somebody said earlier in the week to don't sleep on this Tuttle kid. I don't remember. He was who a four was. star. He Is went to Utah. Right? That's where he started his career. But he had offers from USC, Alabama. Okay. He had big time offers coming out of high school. We're not talking about some walk on that's there. He was five for five when he came in the game against Maryland, and Penix was awful. He's Penix is really inconsistent. Might get more consistency here. I think the Hoosiers are a live dog. I love them this week. This will be a play. A little look forward to 11.50 here this this morning. But I really like Indiana in this spot. I like the quarterback. I, I think you're going to hear a lot more Jack Tuttle here over the next 24 hours. Interesting. So is he a dual-threat quarterback? No, he's pocket guy. Gotcha. He can move around a little bit, but yeah, he's he's not Penix as it turns. Penix wasn't a great runner himself. That, that's the other part. Until the Penn State game. Yeah. <laughs> and then he turned on college, college football <laughs> on his ear. It might have been. Bama, how do you see this one? Yeah, this is a tough read. Um, just because you mentioned, you know, I, I do agree with you on Tuttle. I mean, and I remember him being recruited by Alabama, but you know, there was just nowhere for him to go. Mm-hmm. With you know, nobody knew about Mac Jones at the time, but you had Tua, you had, uh, you know, um, oh, the guy came, the Bryce, Bryce, the kid from uh, Bryce California Young. that's going to take it. Bryce Young. Sorry, couldn't think of the last name. Um, so you know, he, he made a right decision. Uh, you know, not not coming to Alabama. I think. Uh, but yeah, I mean, who and Wisconsin? I mean, who the hell knows? Yeah, I mean, they, you know, I'm they blow you. out. They start with they they just look like world beaters uh-huh. against Michigan. You know, they've had so many games canceled, three games already canceled this year. 
Uh, and then they just lay an egg a week after beating Michigan. They lay an egg uh, at Northwestern, who, you know, good team. Good not, defense, not yep. Take anything away from your defense, but seven points. Yeah. Um, that was that was curious. And now you mentioned, you know, is Tuttle better than Penix? Uh, probably as a passer, yes. Maybe as a runner, I don't know. Um, he, but Penix was just that guy that could – he he could make a play at any time, and you know we all remember the again. I think it's kind of the play of the year against Penn State. Really, kind of mm-hmm. set the tone for both programs uh, in week one. But this is one that, that if I'm playing, I'm kind of staying away from. I know Trent; he's probably going to take the points. It's probably a, a smart move. Um, there's just too much unknown for me in this. Indiana's had a really nice season. Uh, they're still going you know, have a chance to have a better season. Uh, but this is a game, kind of a must-win for them if they want to, you know, do anything in the Big Ten. Um, I just, I just, there's just so much unknown. Wisconsin's been so stop-start, looked great, looked terrible, and with the quarterback situation, not, not a game that I would, uh, I would feel comfortable uh, putting anything in. Wisconsin is two and one. <laughs> It's wild. Two and one. Two yeah, and one. crazy. It really Absolutely is. Crazy. You both have to answer this question. There has to be an answer. I'm not. Sure. I'm glad I'm asking the question because I wouldn't have an answer. Which of the four playoff teams will struggle this week? Ohio State versus Michigan State, Syracuse, Notre Dame, Clemson's on the road at Vautech, LSU, and Bama. Bama will start with you. Which of those four Bang. currently in the playoff is going to struggle? You have to come up with one. Oh man, because um, I think they both rolled. All roll too. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say Clemson. I mean, I don't, and I don't think they really are. Um, look, Alabama, LSU, LSU just doesn't have a quarterback, and I just don't know where they're gonna get. Their defense is getting better, which is was the only way it could go. Alabama's gonna have to help them a lot. Um, for, for that to be close. Ohio State, I just think, you know, Michigan State been up and down, uh, and I just don't think Syracuse has a shot against Notre Dame. I'm going to say Clemson just because they're on the road, and Virginia Tech can be a little spunky on offense, but I just, if I had to guess, all three of these teams just, you know, cover by two or three touchdowns. Trent? I'm going to go Notre Dame. Do you think it was Syracuse? And even after as as impressed as I was with that Carolina victory over Thanksgiving weekend, it's I think it's that game. They're just see, stupid things seem to happen when Syracuse is involved yeah. from time to time. And, see Clemson, yeah, <laughs> absolutely a really good one. So just because of that, it just has that feel of something goofy. And they win twenty three to nine, twenty seven to eleven. It's just not a pretty performance. I'm going to change the question for me, and I'll include the fifth team, A uh, and M and Auburn. I think that would be the look. Auburn's kind of got a pulse. Yeah. Nix has got, a, and I wasn't impressed. It, it rained, it poured, and LSU was good. How about LSU's three weeks? A and M last week, mm-hmm. Alabama this week, and Bama's. They've got a they've got a juggernaut next week. Um, At Florida. At Florida, <laughs> how about wow. that? Yeah. That, that? That's no picnic to end the season. No, it's not. Uh, let's no. Uh, let's do this, guys, because we're running out of time. Uh, what game in the Pac-12 has your attention, Bama Bob? Uh, I'm going to go Washington State USC on Sunday. Me too. I know it's maybe a little unconventional. I just 
you know, Oregon with the loss last week, um, I don't know how good Cal, has Cal played a game. Um, I think one. You know, one that, one that I find intriguing just because I'm rooting for them is Colorado and Arizona. Yeah. Arizona stinks right. under Kevin Sumlin, and Colorado's been magnificent. Mm-hmm. Um, Utah's not very good against Oregon State. Uh, coming off that win, Washington guys playing their fourth. They have not played a road game yet. Wow. Their game at Cal was canceled. was moved, week right? One. They were, yeah, was canceled week one. Um, they were supposed to play at Cal, and they played. They were supposed to play at Arizona State last week. And they got a home game out of Utah. Now they got another home game against Stanford. Yeah. They're going to play one road game this year, and that's Jeez. next week if it happens. But I'm just going to go Cougars at, at, at Trojans. I just think Washington State can cause you some problems, and I'm not sold on USC. So that's that's the one for me. It's a night game. Uh, going up against, you know, Sunday night football, but, you know, it is what it is. So, uh, but yeah, that one to me, I think, has got a chance to be interesting and to get another upset and look out Clay Hilton if we do. Yeah, I, just because I anticipate Sunday night football getting so bad that I'm going to take a respite from my boys, I'm going to have to look away as the Broncos are getting pummeled. <laughs> so that's where I'm going to Washington <laughs> State, USC. Trent, what's Pac-12 game for you? This is also my sneaky good game of the weekend. All right, kill two birds with one stone. UCLA, Chip Kelly's squad showing a little bit of a pulse. Played Oregon down to the wire. Week one, they lost to Colorado. That was a tight game. Offense is improving. They go to Arizona State, and it'll be our first look at the Sun Devils mm-hmm. since Bam and I had the lock of the year in that over of the USC-Arizona <laughs> State game. That was week one. Crashing down in, in that one. But yeah, our first look at Herm's team since then. I think that could be a good one. And it's late night, 930, looking for something late on a Saturday evening. FS1 has that one. What's your sneaky good game, Bama? I'm going to go tonight. Me too. Kenny. Uh, I, I'm staying in the Sun Belt. Louisiana, we already talked about them. Both lost. Both teams, one loss, two coastal. Louisiana at App State. I mean, I think both these teams are pretty good. This has got to, and there's really nothing else, you know, out of the Power Five that really just kind of jumps out at me. You know, when you look at it, there, there's just not a lot to choose from other than what we've talked about. So I'm, I'm just going to stay Sun Belt tonight with, uh, with two pretty good teams, a team that obviously. Iowa State fans are familiar with in Louisiana and going to Boone, North Carolina on a Friday night. I mean, nothing weird could possibly happen there, uh, you know, in, in, the, in the mountains of Boone. So, yeah, I'm going to go to Louisiana App State tonight. All right, I'm going to switch things up. Uh, Rutgers and Penn State. Rutgers wins this game. They will avoid the basement of the Big Ten East and ensure that Penn State remains there. How about that? Penn State, yeah, Rutgers. She, what a job Shiano's done. Yeah. I mean, really. And, and I can tell you right now, I know for a fact, a lot of there's, you know, there's a lot of people at Tennessee upset in the fact yep. that he is not their coach because they had a chance to get him. And for whatever reason, the administration didn't want it. And here he is now. Look what he's doing at Rutgers and he's doing it the right way. And he's done it before. He, he's, he's taken the Bill Snyder path, you know. Made yeah. it good, left, left come back. Come back and, right. You know, they, they, I don't know how much of a force they're going to be when we get back to normal, uh, hopefully next year. But, you know, he's got them on the right track for sure. No doubt. Bama, we'll talk to you on Monday. Thank you, buddy. All right, guys. Take care. Always enjoy it. Good to talk to you. Bama Bob, you can follow him on Twitter, at Bama Bob. We go around previewing on Friday. Recap Monday morning at 11.05. All right, that's going to do it for that segment. Dave Sproul going to talk some Iowa State with us next. Claxons in 15 minutes. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.
In 2020, we learned how important sports can be and how quickly they can be taken away. In 2021, we'll enjoy every last second. Join us on 1460 AM, 106.3 FM, or anywhere in the world with iHeartRadio. This is Des Moines Sports Station. KXNO. More done. Final couple of segments. Claxon's 10, 12 minutes away. Our picks before we get out of here right now to Story County we go. He's Dave Sproul, KASI 1430 on the AM dial, your home of Iowa State in Story County. Uh, Dave Sproul, a lot of eyes, a lot of national eyeballs that follow the sport of college football will be tuning in, watching Iowa State in West Virginia, a game that a lot of people think is going to be a nail-biter. How are you, Dave Sproul? I'm well, and uh, I already I I clipped my nails already, so I won't be tempted to bite through them during the game. Uh, a lot of people will. And I'm glad fifteen thousand people will be biting their nails, perhaps uh, at Jack Trice Stadium. Uh, it, it's good that you know. Look at having the fan base there to see perhaps history in the making, the biggest game in uh, program history until two weeks from tomorrow. Should everything go according to plan, good that uh, that fifteen thousand people will be there, Dave. There's that, and it's, I mean, it's as much a reward for those fans as it is for anybody, and I'm sure, too, for, for Matt Campbell and his guys, they're glad to have a, uh, at least a handful of people there for senior night beyond just the oh, sure. families and friends of the, of the players, because uh, that's the group that Matt Campbell has given almost all the credit to for making the program into what it is right now, because this senior group, they committed back you know very early on in, in Campbell's tenure when he hadn't proven anything on the field at Iowa State yet, but uh, they, they bought in, and they've, as he's put it, set the standard, and that now, you know, look where they are, and if, you know, if you listen to Matt Campbell, uh, there's no chance that the Iowa State would be here now if it wasn't for that senior group. You know, this is just unprecedented, what we're going through, 2020 as a whole, this season for Iowa State. We know what it's like here in Central Iowa, but you're just not out and about. You're not talking to people that you normally are. What is it like in the Ames community on the cusp of the first regular season title in over 100 years? Yeah, I wish I could tell you, but I'm among those not yeah. getting out and about very much these days. You know, normally, you know, I could hop down to, to my uh, favorite watering hole mm-hmm. and rub some elbows with Cyclones fans and get an idea of, you know, what their excitement level is. And you, you can imagine it's probably pretty big, but, you know, at the same time, I mean, since you can't commiserate with your fellow fans quite as much and, you know, we've, we've got these bigger problems in our, our society right now that are front and center and in our face all the time. It's maybe a little bit harder to, to get as excited as you might otherwise be for a football game. I, I know it's it's something that's very meaningful to a lot of people, but I think also at the, the end of the day, most folks are going to have a little perspective on that and just try to enjoy it for what it is and, and whatever it can be. And maybe you have a little get together in your home or maybe you're willing to go out to a bar or wherever and, and, experience it that way and and feel some of that excitement uh it'll be really interesting to see how loud the stadium gets because the in the times before when they've had fans in the stands it has gotten pretty loud even considering the small crowds but it's so hard really to get a grasp on the excitement level or well you know whatever frenzy you might expect uh, would come with this during a normal season it's just it's 
so hard to get your hands around it right now. And I'm just glad, too, that the weather's not going to be a factor. I mean, look outside right now. What you see now is what you're going to get tomorrow uh, at 2.30 in the afternoon for the, for the most part. So weather's not going to factor into it. You know who's going to. I'm not going on very far on the limb here. But this is a Charlie Kohler game. This is the three tight ends. I get West Virginia's defense, and they are good. 55 and 56, the Stills brothers. Remember those two names because uh, they're really good players. And the secondary is good as well. But I don't think West Virginia... Virginia's seen a group of tight ends like they're about to see, and in particular Kohler, who you know we we think back, he didn't play early in the season. Uh, he's been getting healthier as gone on, and if last week's end, uh, game against Texas is an indicator, uh, Charlie Kohler is back, and I think this is going to be a major, major. He's going to have a major uh, imprint on this game tomorrow. Yeah, we've talked before, and it's something Matt Campbell goes back to too. Is that, you know having your best players play their best games at the most important times and. This is that. This is the most important time for Iowa State to have their big games, their big-time players come through. And you can make an argument, yeah, and uh, Brees Hall probably, you know, would be the offensive MVP, but Kohler is right up there when it comes to, you know, the the importance of what they do for the offense as a whole, even when he's not having big games in terms of the number of catches and yards like he had last week. He's still pretty important drawing in the defense, drawing attention away from the other receivers or getting out there and blocking and help paving the way for Brees Hall and the other running backs to, to get some yards. So he's going to need to be big, and Brock Purdy's going to need to have a big game, and Brees Hall's going to need to have a big game. You name it. If you mm-hmm. if you know the name, you know they're going to have to be uh, big time out there tomorrow. On the heels of uh, football, basketball off to a rough start, the loss to South Dakota State, slow start in game number one. We'll get some fans in the building for DePaul Sunday at Hilton Coliseum, but just a quick thought now, a couple games in of what you've seen. We talked about it Monday with you, but a little bit more coming off a loss. Yeah, the big thing that stuck out to me uh, for that South Dakota State game was just shot selection, and in particular early in the game, and uh, Iowa State didn't make many threes, and the big reason for that is because they didn't take a lot of good three-pointers. They didn't get a lot of good looks. They were either you know, two or three feet behind the line and, and putting up early the shot clock or shooting contested threes. And you know when they got the ball inside, it worked out pretty well because Solomon Young ended up with 24 points. Uh-huh. And they need to find a way either you know just keep getting him touches in the post and production down there and sucking in the defense that way, or maybe some dribble drive penetration to draw the defense in and then kick out for the three. Those are going to be higher percentage shots than what Iowa State was settling for. And Steve Pro pointed out, you know, the last eight minutes, Iowa State actually played pretty well and got back into it and shaved that that uh, down to a one-score game. And if they could play more like that, where they were better on defense and, and a little bit uh, smarter on offense, they can probably play with, with more teams, but... You know, a good Horizon League team, a good, you know, the team that's favored to win that conference is going to make you pay if your shot selection just isn't very smart. And that's what I saw the other day. We'll recap it with you on Monday, Dave Sproul, after you're listening in to Matt Campbell. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. It's a 1430 KASI on the AM dial. Thank you, Dave. My pleasure, guys. I appreciate talking to you, and we look forward to doing the same uh, on Monday as we talk about what? Ticket punched. They'll be it. They're going to be it. Kansas is not beating Texas. No, I know, I know. But I want to. I. I don't. You want to see them? Of course. Yeah. I mean, that's the way that you want to do it. I think they will. I think it's a nail biter, Trent. I really I, I do. Am. I'm betting this game this weekend. And You're I taking will be the on, points. I will be on West Virginia. 24-23-27-24. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Something like that. I think it's been a really good game. Maybe one of the best games of the day.
You know what it could be? I Look, there's a lot of marquee games, like the Florida-Tennessee game. But is that marquee? Well, not anymore. Right. Yeah. LSU-Alabama. That's, That's going to be a good game. No. It's going to be a stinker. This one's got a chance. We're going to give four of you a chance. How about that? Uh, we'll put up the phone lines right now, 284-5966. Want to win some barbecue from Claxons? We'll give you four games and a tiebreaker. If you get the most right, you'll get $35, the runner-up 25 If you're getting a ring, that means you're in. Stay right there. If you get a busy signal, you'll have to come back next week and try again. Claxons Barbecue Giveaway next. Miller & Condon, 1460, KXNO 106.3 FM. There's no place like home for the holidays, unless that place is the brand new Surety Hotel in Des Moines. Win a holiday staycation right now at KXNO.com. A one-night getaway at Des Moines' hottest new hotel. So, invite the whole family over. Then, go get some peace and quiet for yourself. The holiday staycation from Surety Hotel and Des Moines Sports Station. Camera today. And welcome back. Time to give away some barbecue from Claxons. ClaxonBBQ.com. ClaxonBBQ.com. 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona, just south of the Walmart on the same side of the street in Altoona. ClaxonBBQ.com. Uh, in business for over about 25 years in Altoona. Tori, Mike M, Marty, Mike E, in that order. You guys are ready to go. I'll give you all the tiebreakers so you can spend a little bit of time uh, swirling that one around. It is going to be total points in tomorrow's uh, Gonzaga-Baylor one versus two basketball game. Uh, let's get Tori in here first of all. Tori, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, thanks. Iowa State's a six-and-a-half-point favorite over West Virginia. Uh, Iowa State. Iowa, 13-and-a-half at Illinois. Iowa. BYU gives 10.5 to Coastal Carolina. I'll go BYU. Sunday night football. Chiefs, a 13.5 point favorite over the Broncos. Chiefs. And the tiebreaker, Baylor Gonzaga, total points. Closest without going over. They tip tomorrow at 11 o'clock. Um, 165. Tori, have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Mike M is next. Hello, Mike. Hi, how are you? Well, fine, thank you. Iowa State, six and a half over West Virginia. Uh, uh, I'm going to take West Virginia. Taking the points. Iowa yeah. is a 13 and a half point favorite at Illinois. Uh, Iowa. BYU, 10 and a half at Coastal Carolina, a clash of unbeatens. Uh, BYU. Chiefs, 13 and a half over the Broncos. Yeah, the Chiefs. All right. Uh, total points, closest without going over in basketball. Baylor Gonzaga tomorrow. Uh, 170. Mike, have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Marty is next. Hello, Marty. Hello, guys. Uh, Iowa State's a six-and-a-half-point favorite over West Virginia. I... I think it's going to be a really close game. I'm going with West Virginia. Grabbing the points. Six and a half of them in a tight one. Iowa's 11 and a half at Illinois. Uh, uh, let's go to the Hawks. Taking the Hawks. BYU, 10 and a half over Coastal Carolina. BYU. Chiefs, 13 and a half point favorite over Denver. I really like the Chiefs. Really like them. Okay, we'll give them to you. Baylor, Gonzaga, total points closest without going over. 155. Marty, have a weekend. 
Yep, you too. Thank you. Thank you. And Mike E. brings it to a close. Hi, Mike. Good morning. Good morning to you, sir. Iowa State, six and a half over West Virginia. I'm going to take West Virginia. Iowa is a 13 and a half point favorite at Illinois. Illinois. BYU, 10 and a half to Coastal Carolina. Coastal. All right. Uh, Chiefs, 13 and a half over the Broncos. Chiefs. And tiebreaker, Baylor-Gonzaga, total points, closest without going over. 164. 164. Mike, have a good weekend. Thank you. You too. Thank you. All right, that brings Claxons to a close for another week. We do it at this time each and every Friday. Claxon BBQ, Claxons, 3131, 8th Street, Southwest in Altoona. Well, Trent, we're out of time for the most part, so we don't need to talk about our records. Oh, oh. one in four last week for Ken One in four back-to-back weeks. All of a sudden, you climbed over Mount 500, mm-hmm. feeling good. You were within, what, three games of me, something like that? Mm-hmm. and. The last two weeks have happened. I went 3-0 and last week because two of my games were crossed off when we did them. That means the honors are mine. And you're going to do seven games? But i got to pick up a couple of games here. Also, my best bet was wiped off, so I got two. One in the NFL, one in the college game. I'm glad you're the best commissioner bets. to keep track of all this. Fire away. we got seven of them. Let's go through them quickly. I mentioned earlier, I love Indiana. I love Tuttle. I think this team is live. I'm grabbing the Hoosiers. You're getting 14 and a half. Are we sure Wisconsin's good? I'm not sure Wisconsin's good. I thought they were. After week one. And here we are in week number two. Let's go to the SEC with the second pick. Arkansas goes on the road to take on the Tigers of Mizzou. Lost in what happened last week with the female kicker. Everything happening with Vandy. Sarah Fuller. And she's kicking again this week, I think. Well, that game is off. Oh, of course. Just canceled, right? Just Vandy, canceled. Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But lost in that. Missouri just clubbed Vanderbilt. I know uh-huh. Vandy's not very good. When Mizzou was playing good football. Arkansas, after that nice start. Starting to falter a little bit here. You have to lay just two and a half. Love Mizzou in this spot. Give me the Tigers. Let's stay in the SEC. Florida hosting Tennessee. I said earlier, I think Tennessee hangs around here. Get the 17 and a half. It's a big number. I like that. Give me Tennessee. My best bet in the college game, one of my two this week, is the aforementioned Auburn Tigers getting the seven at AM. Kellerman was awful last mm-hmm. week against an LSU defense that had been mm-hmm. really bad all season long. Auburn. They're not great, but Bo Nix can make some plays with his legs here. Touchdown is too many. I'll take Auburn with my college best bet. To the NFL we go. We're going to start. Yes, I'm going back to the Jets. They're terrible <laughs> against their terrible win-loss record. They're good against the number. I'm going to grab them again. Raiders going back to the East Coast. Back-to-back. Always a bad thing. Get the 8.5 and, and the Jets. Hold your nose and stink this one out. This is a stinky NFL line. The Texans, a 3.5-point uh, dog against the Titans. Tennessee's a lot better. Will Fuller's not there. Something smells. I'm going to grab the Texans and finish it out with my NFL best bet, the Rams, laying two and a half against the Cardinals. Over to you, Ken. All right, so we've got one game that's different, and I'm going to take those Colts. You're right about the line, but no Will Fuller, no Bradley Roby. They're both the cornerback. Uh, I think he was their nickel. He's out as well as they both had some positives, not COVID, PED positives. I think the Colts bounced back after they got embarrassed. Green Bay's playing Philadelphia. The Eagles coming off a short week. Philadelphia is an awful football team. I'll lay the eight and a half uh, and take Green Bay. I'm going to lay some lumber. I didn't include Ohio State, Michigan State. I think the Buckeyes paced them. You mentioned LSU's defense, Trent. They're not good. LSU at A&M last week. They get Alabama this week and then Florida to finish out the regular season. It's 29 points. I think Alabama's in a beauty contest now. Not that they're 
uh, up against it as far as trying to hold on to that one spot win, and they, they keep it. But I think they're going to roll LSU. I do. I'll lay the 29, which sounds crazy. Uh, likewise with Clemson, 21-and-a-half at Vautech. You saw what they did last week. This game was over at halftime. This will be a little bit more of a test, but Clemson's just starting to – they've had some starts and stops in their own right. Uh, Lawrence and company, I think they roll, lay the 21-and-a-half. My best bet of the week, and you said it earlier, your fear. You fear that BYU Coastal Carolina gets away, that this game maybe doesn't live up to it. I don't think it will, Trent. I think this BYU team is special. They're both having terrific years, both unbeaten. My best bet of the week, I'll lay 10.5. With BYU ESPNU tomorrow at 4.30. Iowa State, West Virginia. The recap, the Jethro sound off is here about 7 o'clock. Heather thinks her and Emery will be on the air. Uh, have a wonderful weekend. Like to see Iowa State do it. And not have to not back in. That's not the right. They, they with two losses, they would they've earned their way into it. But right, take that out of the equation and don't give anybody that line. Uh, Going to be a fun football game. So Murph and Addy to the Fanatics at four uh, tomorrow morning. Of course, uh, the Saturday morning pregame show. At some point, Cyclone Fanatic their kickoff show will be on the air. It's busy time. Uh, it is a busy time. And then the sound off, Jethro sound off later on about 7 o'clock. Sunday we get Iowa State women against number 1 South Carolina who lost last oh, night to be... NC State. Yeesh. So Big we've weekend. got that game here on 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM. We'll be back Monday. Thanks for being here. Miller and Condon, 1460 and 106.3 FM. Hey, it's Heather. Join the Morning Rush every day at 6 right here on 1460 KXNO and now on 106.3 FM. Vasectomies. Yes, we're talking vasectomies. It's Trent Condon from KXNO. If your family is complete, the time is now to get on the horn and make your appointment with the Urology Center of Iowa. The time for my vasectomy is coming up. I set up my appointment with the great group of doctors at the Urology Center of Iowa. It was easy to do, and you can do it as well. Now is the time to maximize your insurance benefits before the end of the year. Call 515-400-3550. Again, 400-3550 to set up your appointment today or go online, iowauro.com. That's iowauro.com. Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa. No ice packs or bags of peas required. Wolf Roofing is as strong as ever. We started as a roofing company 26 years ago, and we're still a roofing company today. If there's something going on with your roof, we know what's wrong with it. We take your roof personally, and our staff will meet you first with the business card in hand. You won't just find a dumpster in a trailer in your driveway. There's always somebody to talk to. Let us show you why people prefer Wolf Roofing. Call 225-8866, 225-8866, and we'll talk, or visit us on the web at wolfroofing.net.